baby, you know what that sound means. It's time for The Edge with Terry Waldrop. Terry talks about all the hottest topics in sports every single weekday from 9 to 10 a.m. He's controversial, he's charismatic, and he's the captain of this ship for the next hour. Here's your host, Terry Waldrop. All right, all right, all right. Welcome in Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Walter, Jamie Fox, Tabor running the, the show board Odette today on the eighth day of February 2018. Appreciate you spending a little part of your morning with us. We hope to enlighten, enrage, entertain, and basically make you laugh at us as we go forward today. Your text welcome to Washtenaw Valley Federal Credit Union text line, 888 7762. The smarmier the text, the better. I would encourage you to reach out to us today. Got a lot of open topics we're going to get into. We are brought to you, as always, by Dr. David Weber, North Monroe Animal Hospital, simply the best pet care you're going to get, folks, anywhere in the free world. Go see him, US 165. North. In Monroe. Yeah, wake up. 318 345 Dr. David Weber, North Monroe animal hospital top of the morning to you mr fox how are you sir i am great and it's become a spectacle we we live for reality television now you know and i want to talk about this later the kid uh out of florida that was going to sign he had three hats up there tennessee alabama and florida his mom shows up to the signing she's got an alabama shirt on and a tennessee hat and the kid picks florida grabs a florida hat mom gets up and walks out so I, yeah. I do want to talk about that. There's so many things. Now, everything has got to be drama. Everything, this is my moment. This is my five minutes of fame. And for some of these kids, that's all they're going to get because they're going to show up and not project the way that they think they're going to project. However, that being said, I want to talk about the certain kid um, that flipped from LSU. I don't, is flip the right word, Jamie? Change, maybe? I don't know if they flipped him. Did he commit to LSU 100%? Never did, never made a public commitment. Uh, they had been recruiting him for three, two, well, probably three years. Corey Raymond had developed a very close uh, relationship. And the only reason I'm giving some background is to show you how devastating this was. Uh, the family, of course, his dad is a New Orleans native, played at Southern Yeah, he's a, at the car. My buddy Chuck told me his dad was a really yeah. good player, I think in 93, maybe. Patrick Sertain Sr., yeah, played for the Dolphins yeah. for a number of years. Uh, yeah. If money's involved, I don't think the Sertains needed it. Uh, his dad had a pretty successful pro career. All right, well, well let's uh, look at something. Okay, everybody, everybody, and I'm going to make some people mad when I say this, and, and uh, be that as it may, I want you guys to look at something. We're going to take business A, and we're going to compare it to business B, okay? Business A has been the gold standard for the last decade, maybe a little bit more. The absolute gold standard. At the very top of their game, they are producing, they are making more money than anybody else in the country. Their products go through very successfully. They have stability. They have clarity of vision. They have purpose. Do they stumble on occasion? Yes. But much less than anybody else. Stability of leadership. You've got one leader up there. And all the other companies are hiring this leader's underlings. They're hiring people that have been empowered by this leader to go out and compete against them. 
you have business, and I'm deciding because I'm a commodity, I'm deciding which business I want to invest in that I want to go work for. I've got business B. Business B has been up and down. They, they had some good years a while back. They've had some ups. They've had a lot of downs. There's instability everywhere. They, they couldn't decide. They had a leader that was pretty good. Uh, they didn't really like him. The, the, the people there, ah, he's okay. And so we're going to go get the best guy in the country, and turns out the best guy in the country was already on your staff working for the other guy, and he had been fired before. And so the instability of that leader, and then you look above that, you look at the leader's boss, the athletic director in this case, Joe Oliva. Is there anything about LSU right now that screams stability? Anything. And so if I'm looking to go and put myself in a situation, I get we're Louisiana, we're Sp- I, yeah, I get all that. But if I'm a player out there right now, what is my better opportunity? Stability, somebody that's been there for the last 10 to 12 years, every single year, people that are putting them in the NFL, in the pros, every single year at high levels, and those guys are doing well. Or option B, who's putting a ton of people in the pros, and they're not really winning to the extent that you would like them to be winning at. Jamie, it's a no-brainer. Am I wrong on that? No, but I think there's another another side to the argument. I think you're right, but um, the call came into Ed Orgeron at 11 o'clock Monday night. Okay, you can talk about we can talk about management of scholarships, but let me just say this: I think a lot of it has to do. I, I think LSU fan LSU fandom has to look itself in the mirror because all you have to do is, and I'm not one to read a lot of the boards, but. Uh, the reaction afterwards, which is predictable and understandable, there's a lot of people been hurt feelings. Well, let me take it a step further. You talked about the stability, and let's just let's talk, let's discuss the uh, pardon the expression, the elephant in the room, and that's Alabama. Yes, Alabama got LSU's top prospect, and it hurt bad. But they've hurt from Landon Collins to Eddie Lacy to Hootie Jones to Cam Robinson to Dylan Moses, to Tim. It's been, they've been killing us with getting the best players out. But they lost Bobby Brown in the 11th hour to Texas A&M. They lost Quay Walker in the 11th hour to Georgia. They lost Justin Ross in the 11th hour to Clemson. They lost Nicholas Petit-Free to Ohio State in the 11th hour. Bama did not hit on the number of kids they usually do. Now, did they have a great year? Sure they did because they finished, I think, you know, depending on who you want to believe, Six. anywhere from fifth to seventh. You know, not bad at all. Nineteen, they, you know, you can sign 25 depending on, you know, if you have the numbers to fit. Sometimes you don't even have enough there. Uh, LSU, for some reason, didn't get a waiver on a kicker, and that hurt. So, Anyway, I'm just saying, it, and it happened, if you go, Terry, if you look at the signing day stories, the story behind the story is this happened to every team in America. Starting in the early signing period, you had kids committed in December who signed, I'll just use a kid, uh, let's stay local, ULM had a kid named Zach McKeon from West Feliciana. Uh, committed to them, uh, defensive tackle, position of need, Really wanted it. Georgia Tech, he gets a, he visits Georgia Tech in the last weekend in December. 
obviously commits to Georgia Tech. Maybe he wanted to study engineering. I don't know. But that's what ha- – you know, Terry, better than anybody else. Here in the 11th hour, schools start it, – it's a, it's a domino effect. You don't get the kids you want. You start going after a kid that's committed to another school who is not a power five. Is that not – I mean, you look at – would LSU – I think the thing I'm getting out of this more than anything else is every kid that LSU lost yesterday, James Foster from Montgomery went to A&M. Goodrich went to Missouri – excuse me, to Clemson. He's from Missouri. Sertain to uh, of course, to Alabama. The kid they got was a Louisiana kid. There were kids lined up in Louisiana that wanted to go to LSU that they didn't have room for. Lawrence Keyes goes to Notre Dame. Aaron Bruley goes to Mississippi State. Joseph Fouché goes to Arkansas. These are My point is, are these as good as Patrick Sertain? No, they weren't. No, none of them. They were good players, really good players. But none of them were the five-star he was. My point is this. You've heard the expression a lot lately, build the wall. My point is, from this point going forward, I don't care if you got a better kid. If you got a kid of similar ability and, not, and you take the first kid that commits to you, my understanding is Goodrich wanted to commit to LSU Sunday night. Orgeron said, I don't have room for you. When Sertain bolted in the 11th hour, he tried to get back on. Spent all Monday night trying to, or Tuesday night trying to get him to, to come back from, but he'd already given a committable offer to Clemson or commit to Clemson. He wasn't going to change. That's the kind of things you catch in the 11th hour. And Alabama caught it. The only school that didn't appear to catch it was Georgia and Ohio State in the 11th hour. And and certainly not USC. They got everybody they wanted in the 11th hour. And they only signed 14 or 15. So, you know, I think the key is stay home. I mean, go with those you know. And if those kids, uh, my point is the kids they lost were not kids from the state. Am I wrong? No, I mean, I haven't done a big in-depth thing on, on LSU recruiting, but I'll tell you this. You go where the players are at. If you're LSU, you're a national brand, okay? To beat Alabama, everybody's on them about beating Alabama. Well, to beat Alabama, you got to get the same players Alabama gets. You've got to get certain. You've got to get those guys. That, you're not going to beat them with the, the B and C players. Not that you don't need some B players of your LSU. You don't know how these kids are going to project out. You know, recruiting is a year-long, two-year, three-year process. It's a relationship deal. You mentioned Corey Raymond and, and Sertain being close with that fan. They're still close today. Don't kid yourself. Sure. You make a business decision based on what's best for my child. And, again, I look, try to look objectively. I look at LSU and I look at Alabama. I see stability on one side. I see instability on the LSU side. I do. Uh, I look at Georgia. Georgia's in the national championship game. Georgia's got the number one recruiting class. Oh, by the way, who trained that guy how to recruit? Yeah, Nick Saban. And so Georgia, great recruiting base of a state, fertile area in terms of Florida, Alabama, uh, the East Coast, Louisiana, Texas. So you've got an incredible amount of re- – Georgia has every bit as much resources as Alabama does. You better understand Absolutely. that. And, and so they've been on – I won't say a down drive. Mark Rick had them competitive. They're winning 10-11 games every year. The difference was Kirby Smart was able to go and break through to the national championship game. We'll see if that continues, uh, that trend. But, yeah, it's all about recruiting and can you make a. When Kevin Sumlin was doing so well that first year with Johnny Menzel, the next two years when you have to hit home runs recruiting, they did, but the home runs they signed did not translate into victories at the level they 
aspired them to translate to. In other words, they missed on some kids. You do miss on them. But if yeah. you start settling for players, you know, you're going to lose. I mean, if you know, well, kind of a ratio, Jamie, and everybody has ratios on what you're recruiting. I mean, if you're Alabama, look who Alabama lost to yesterday in recruit. And I say lost, look who kids picked. They picked Ohio State. They picked Clemson. Uh, a couple picked Texas A&M. Uh, LSU probably picked a couple of That's who you lost to. It's not like Appalachian State came in and beat you on a player. You're losing to the elite of the elite of the elite. And so if you're Alabama, you know, is it a down year that you got six? Yeah, maybe. But, you know, Alabama just brought a kid that didn't play the entire year that was the number one quarterback in America off the bench in the second half of the national championship game and lit the Georgia defense on fire. So you're talking about people having stability. You're talking about depth. You're talking about all the things that we wish LSU would aspire to get, but you're not going to get there in one year. You've got to win. I mean, when's the last time they beat Alabama? What, 2011? If I'm not mistaken, is is when they beat them. So, yeah, yeah, it's been a while. These kids were in fourth grade the last time they beat them. And so all they know is Alabama beats LSU double figures every – that's all they know. We can all go back to the history and say, well, it used to be – and it did. It's not anymore until you can knock that wall down uh, and beat them or at least compete mightily with them. And they, they competed this year. I, I think you're going to continue to get beat. Listen, Sports Talk 97.7, Terry Walter, Jamie Fox. Hey, I know we got some atmospheric uh, distortion. Uh, what is it, tropospheric disruption? Well, uh, Nick White used to have the, the terminology. Uh, and I, I heard it coming in. Not our fault, folks. Nothing we can do about it. What I will tell you, go to the app. Go to the Apple Store, Red Peach Media. You can listen uh, 97.7, crystal clear. Uh, Highly recommend you go and download the app for your phone. Apologize about the distortion this morning. Uh, Not much we can do. Jamie and I are good. We cannot control the atmosphere. Uh, Maybe we put our tinfoil hats on and, uh, you know, maybe there's chemtrails over the head or something. Who knows? Anyway, this is Sports Talk 97.7. We'll be back in a moment. This segment brought to you by our friends at PowerWorks. Go make pizza by design. Go see them on Tower Drive next to Nukes in Monroe. Jamie and I'll be in Memento La Edge. Brennan Collision Center is now open. This is Steve Brennan. Our new body shop is now open and ready to take care of your repair needs. Our manager, Cheryl Thornhill, is well known in the area, and her team of Paul Wills, Doc, Kevin Murray, and Joellen Simpson have decades of experience and a reputation second to none. We're open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, and our phone number is 251-4824. We'll get your car repaired quick and to your satisfaction. Give Cheryl a call. Brennan Collision Center, located next to Brennan Dodge on the service road in Ruston. If you could talk to your animal when they say, they're telling you to take me to North Monroe Animal Hospital, listen closely and you'll hear what Dr. David Weber hears. That's a thank you for taking me to North Monroe Animal Hospital. For your animal's health care, call Dr. David Weber at North Monroe Animal Hospital, 345-4545. No animal too small or too large. Well, you better call Dr. Weber first on that one, 345-4545. On a big truck's journey, the driver faces long hours, unrealistic deadlines, and fatigue. Driver fatigue could lead to devastating accidents, leaving people seriously injured or killed. A big truck wreck requires serious legal help. I'm attorney Bobby Manning. If you've been involved in a wreck with a big truck, I know what to do for you. Don't delay. Call me today. 
Attorney Bobby Manning, office in Monroe. Call 324-1411. You like freedom? I do. You like money? Well, I do too. You like freedom and money, and you're going to love Freedom Checks. You see, over the next few months, an estimated $34.6 billion is up for grabs to anyone who stakes their claim. Yep, you heard that right. $34.6 billion. To get all the details, just go to www.ilovefreedomchecks.com. Thousands of people are already lined up to cash in. Take Doug, for example. He's a 46-year-old from Joplin, Missouri, who's set to get a check for $24,075. And if Doug can do this, I've got a hunch that you can, too. But here's the thing. If you want the chance to grab your full fair share of this $34.6 billion payout, you must have your ducks in a row by March 1st. So don't wait. Get over to ILoveFreedomChecks.com before the March 1st deadline. That's www.ilovefreedomchecks.com. How does it feel? You're officially living on the edge. Hit Terry Waldrop up at 888-993-7762 and let him know. It's The Edge with Terry Waldrop. And welcome back in Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Waldrop, Jamie Foxx, Tabor running the board today. On the eighth day, it's a Thursday, eighth day of February 2018. Appreciate you spending a little part of your morning with us. You are welcome to chime in, as quite a few of you have, on the Washington hey. Valley Federal Credit Union text line, 888 uh, Also, if you're having trouble hearing us, some people are, some people aren't, uh, go to the app, go to, go to the app store. It's free, uh, Red Peach Sports, Red Peach Media. Download it and listen to it anywhere in the world. They put these things up on podcasts as well a little bit later on in the day. Uh, I would encourage you to do that. We love our listeners. They appreciate you whether you agree with us or whether you don't. Uh, and some don't, and that's cool. Uh, Sean texts me, I, I disagree with Walter, but the kid is good enough to play at Notre Dame and Oklahoma uh, State, TCU. They're good enough to go to LSU. They've let many three-star kids leave the state and be big contributors elsewhere in pursuit of four- and five-star kids. Um and then he makes a very valid point of Kevontae Turpin could not help LSU. Absolutely, Kevontae Turpin could help him. Uh, you know, here's the deal. You are as good as your recruiting base or your recruiters are. you got to identify them. Uh, you know, the four- and five-stars, everybody gets caught up on, is he a three-star, is he a four-star, is he a five-star? If you guys truly, truly knew, and, and I, I won't speak for football, but I know basketball. If you truly knew a lot of these cats out here that were rating them as a three-star, four-star, five-star, a lot of these cats live in their mother's basements. They're 60 years old. I mean, they're, uh, it's a bizarre set of people that do some of these. And some of them are really legitimate, others. And so you as a coach, as a recruiter, you know, I, Jamie, I don't know, Jamie Fox, I don't know what it takes for LSU to win in basketball in the Southeastern Conference. I don't. I'm not coaching in the Southeastern Conference. I'm not in Division One at a high level. I don't understand what it takes to go beat Florida. I don't understand what it takes to beat Mississippi State. I know some players that could probably do it, but I'm not there every day. If you're LSU or Mississippi State, you know what it takes to compete in the Southeastern Conference because you're competing against the very best of the best. Uh, and I would tell you right now, it's Alabama. There's a step down. There is Georgia. And then there's a bigger step down, and I would probably throw Auburn in there. Florida will bounce back. But that's, that's the hierarchy. And then LSU and Florida sort of tit for tat, if you will. 
But well, you've got to get players to compete at that level. You need NFL players. All right? And so you've got to go get those. And whether they're a one-star or a 30-star, you've got to know. You can look at speed. You can look at time. You can look at character. You can look at fit to my offense. Matt Canada recruiting players is going to be different than what Steve Insminger wants, who is going to be different than what Bryles wants or, or what um, Kiffin wants or any of those cats or someone. So you recruit to what your style is, okay? And you got to get players that fit your style and can win in that system. And so you have a wish list. Just like players are looking at 10 different schools, coaches are looking at 10 different players, and you're trying to put them and slot them in where you can. The problem with sometimes, and you saw this played out over the weekend, you think you're going to get a kid. And understand what a commitment is. Uh, Jamie, do you have a girlfriend back in high school? Well, I mean, it's, like, it's a yes or no. I don't know. Eight hours, and then here. they figured out, you know, then they got to know my personality. And okay, here's the deal. Long, but, yeah, I did. Okay, a commitment is like this. It's like giving a girl that you're dating sort of a promise ring. All right, that's sort of the same analogy. You know, not this year, but the next year, but the year after that, we're going to get married. And, they, and you know, and they buy it. And, and you know, what happens, it's, it's a promise ring. And everybody else goes, oh, she's she's got a promise ring. Is that going to stop uh, people from uh, trying to fire on her or trying to go out? No. It'll, it might stop a few because they know that you've got a promise. There, there's nothing legal there. And so a lot of coaches, and, and we did this, a lot of coaches will tell their kids not to announce that they're going. Now, if I'm Alabama or LSU, it's a little bit different story. But – if, if it's a mid-major or a high-major, if you're trying to sneak one out, you're going to tell, hey, don't say anything. We're just going to keep it a secret until we do it, and that way people can speculate. Because all of a sudden, if you announce at you know mid-major school A or, or low-level power five, hey, we've got a five-star guy, and then all of a sudden LSU or Alabama misses on a five-star or a four-star guy or their guy flunks out or gets arrested, well, they're looking around for the next best thing. And guess what? It might be your guy. Well, man, he's just... This kid just committed to uh, to Arkansas State. We could we could sway him, uh, and Arkansas goes in and, and sweet talks the guy, and you know they want to play at the higher level. It's easy to hit that ego. Next thing you know, your kid that you've recruited for three years, yeah, he's in a bigger place, and so that's the way that that works. So you are responsible. Ed Orgeron and LA, dude, you had a year, two years to do it. All right, you, this is your look. You had a recruiting class, and and this year. Uh, you were involved in one the year before. You've got coordinator. I mean, this is your baby. And the fact that you are certain, you know, is that the end of the world in Armageddon? No. But it's a telltale sign if you can't close. Let me throw this question at you, Jamie. If things are the way they are today, Ed Orgeron at LSU, Nick Saban in Alabama, Jimbo Fisher at, at Texas A&M, that didn't help LSU, by the way. And Leonard Fournette is coming out of high school. Do you think LSU would sign him today? Doubtful. But I will say this. I think part of the problem is LSU has got to look at themselves, and I'm talking about the fans and the people in particular. If you, This was not from the minute Orgeron was hired, right, wrong, or indifferent. Is it a fair statement to say, Terry, that it, and whether you like Ed Orgeron or not or whether you think he's going to work out or not, and I think the common 
perception out there right now, particularly after yesterday, is this was a clown. This, you know, this is not going to work out, and everybody. Gosh, did he miss out one kid? I, I'm telling you, yes. I, I, that's, I'm not that way, but there's a lot of people delusional that fan base. Again, right. I mean, who are you going to put but, in? Belichick. I mean, there's people that are you, mad at Belichick today. I mean, right. come on. Yeah. Well, but Terry, here's the problem. From the very, here's what, it, it, peel away all the layers of the onion, here's a problem. He failed miserably at Ole Miss. Okay? He cannot outrun that. That's what the problem, I have, there's, whether I like it or not, or whether you like it or not, there are certain people out there, and I know this. I, obviously, I, I felt this in, in, in business. And, and those of you who are riding around and listening, tell me if you don't feel this same way. When someone forms a perception of you, it is hard as hell to get people to change it, their minds. When someone has yeah. formed an opinion of you, you can't outrun it. I tried. Believe me. I went to other states to try to change it. But. When people form an opinion, and it could be completely wrong. We've got a president right now that can't outrun things. We had a president before that couldn't outrun things. They were some, there are some things being leveled against Ed Orgeron that are totally unfair. There were a lot of things against Les Miles leveled against him that were totally unfair. How do you, how do you change a perception? The perception Nick Saban went in the 11th hour is, let me just boil it down for you. Ed Orgeron is dumb. The fans think he's dumb. They don't want him there. He's not going to be there in two years. You need exactly what you said, Terry. You need to come to a place. What did the kids say? I want to go to a place that wins championships. What did Christopher Allen say last year? LSU can't beat Bama. How the hell do you change it until you beat them on the field? And how do you change that? you got to get the best players. The best players go to Alabama. Well, the, at the end of the day, here's and, what you're dealing with. for that matter, with. they're going other places. Jamie. And, and, you know, people that have not been in the coaching industry or, or, or maybe the airline industry or whatever industry you happen to be, you know, I, I'm going to be honest with you, LSU people are not sitting around going, man, I wonder what the fans think. Bill Belichick is not having a staff meeting today going, you know, man, I know we got a lot of upset fans. And, and people sure. don't want to hear that. They, they don't. They want to think that they're a big factor in the game and fan is short for fanatic. And, and I know I'm going to make people mad when I say that, I'm going to be honest with you. The coaches really don't care. That's, they can't control that. If I win games, you're going to like me. If I don't win games, you're not going to like me. I've got to focus my energy and my time on what I can do. The editors are dumb, and, and, you know, and several people have put that in there. Is it a perception? Yes, no, I don't know. The guy is not dumb, obviously. You don't have the success that this man has had uh, in college football by being dumb. Now, is he as good as some others? Perhaps, perhaps not. There was a time when Saban was not, you know, lightning on fire. You know, Saban, it's just, it's it's like the Chicago Bulls. Unfortunately, Carl Malone and the Utah Jazz, who were really, really, really good with Stockton and Malone, ran up against the Chicago Bulls, who were an all-time team in Michael Jordan. Otherwise, we're talking about how good the Jazz were for years. It's just a negative deal right now with Saban in Alabama, and that juggernaut has no... Uh, timetable to slow down. It's going to be as long as he wants to do it unless somebody knocks it down like a Kirby Smart or uh, Texas A&M. Look, LSU, and we're going to go ahead and take a break now. LSU, you're going to have Jimbo Fisher. Look what Texas A&M did to get And Texas A&M is, is not nearly, it's not even the same page in the encyclopedia in football success as LSU. 
They paid him $75 million for 10 years. LSU, you went to the bargain basement table and were surprised about results. Yours is Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Walter, Jamie Fox. This segment brought to you by Mr. Bobby Manning, attorney at law. Tremendous North Louisiana attorney specializing in criminal defense, wrongful death, personal injury. Whatever you need, Bobby's there for you. Give him a call today, 318-324-1411. Bobby Manning, attorney at law. Back in a minute, folks. Peace of mind goes a long way when you have the number one rated gun safe, a Liberty gun safe from McKinney Honda. Here's Richie McKinney. We now have over 100 gun safes in stock in 20 different models that range from 12 to 64 gun capacity. They're all fireproof, USA made, and have a lifetime warranty. And prices start at just $3.99. 12 months, same as cash financing, and delivery is available. For when the unexpected happens, McKinney's has you covered with a Liberty gun safe. Your outdoor superstore, Rustin. Hey, Louisiana, do you want a great deal? Talk to Jim Taylor. He can make it real in a Ford. It's Ford Truck Month. Come see our huge selection at Jim Taylor in Ruston. Save 9000 off MSRP on a 2018 F-150. Motor Trends Truck of the Year. A 2017 F-150, 33987 A 2017 Super Duty, 10000 off MSRP. And remember, your lifted truck headquarters is right here in Ruston. If this tag is on your car, you know you got a great deal and great service at Jim Taylor Ford Lincoln in Ruston. Price plus TTNL dock and notary fees. Stock number 17362-17208-18062. Off MSRP includes all factory rebate to dealer. Must finance through Ford Credit with approved credit to qualify. Yes, some call them mud bugs, some call them crawdaddies. Breeders of Delta Style called Catfish Charlie's the best. Crawfish are in season and on the tray at Catfish Charlie's on Louisville Avenue near Office Depot and on 165 North across from Brookshire's. Call this real good, real fish at Catfish Charlie's. Happy birthday, Greg Tilly's in Bossier City. Hi, I'm Greg Tilly. It is hard to believe 40 years in business in Bossier City. We have been truly blessed, and we thank you for your business. Save thousands now on a new double-wide for only $49,995. And visit our photo gallery at tillyshomes.com. Special Olympics of Northeast Louisiana provides athletic competition and year-round sport training for children and adults with intellectual disabilities. It gives them the opportunity to develop fitness, demonstrate courage, and experience the joy of competing. For more information, go to www.laso.org or call 1-800-345-6644. Living on the edge makes weekdays more fun, especially when you're doing it with Terry Waldrop. Hey, welcome back in Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Walter, Jamie Fox, Tabor running the board today. Uh, real quick, hey, and this, this is a pretty cool deal. Uh, are you looking for an un, a unique gift for this Valentine's Day? How about a relationship checkup from Amber White and the staff at Firm Foundations Counseling in Monroe? Every year you go to your doctor for your uh, routine yearly checkup. Twice a year you go to the dentist for a cleaning and a checkup. How often do you go to a professional therapist for a checkup on the most important relationship in your life, your marriage? A lot of hosts at Sports Talk 97.7 are taking the relationship checkup. You should, too. Mention the edge and receive a special discount on your initial visit. 
Call Firm Foundations today, 318-654-7010. That's 318-654-7010. Or go online to myfirmfoundations.com for more information. This segment brought to you as always by our friends at GB Cooling, reminding you to support an incredibly worthwhile cause, Louisiana Special Olympics. Uh, a bunch of text in here. Uh, Saban played the Ogeron is dumb card. LSU fans have not helped by their rants. Uh, all you fire Ogeron. And here, here is the, the best text we've had, this part of it. Do you really want King Alexander and Joe Oliva making the next hire if that's what it comes to? That was actually my text. <laughs> oh, you text that? <laughs> I text that. Um, God, you're right. I hate, did I just say that? I can't believe you're agreeing with me. And, and by, by the way, if anybody needs firm foundations, it's you and me. If anybody needs yeah. counseling, I think most of our listeners would agree Terry yeah. Waldrop and Jamie Foxx need extreme counseling. Yeah, Larry Monroe. Jamie, let me do yes. this one. Yes. Larry Monroe, a lot of players want to go to places like Alabama, Ohio State, and Clemson, playing and simple for two reasons. Uh, number one is Nick Saban, Urban Meyer. And number two, this generation of athletes likes the bling. you got a great chance to get a ring. Absolutely. You got a chance to get. Okay, let's play word association with our audience, okay? Let's do this. If I say, list me the five schools in America right now in the next five years that have a chance to win a national championship, Jamie, give me your short list. Give me the five schools Ohio State, Alabama, obviously, Georgia. I'm going to stick pretty much with it. I'm going to say. Probably Penn State and USC. So I'm going to go USC, Oklahoma with your first three. And we could go to seven or eight schools maybe. And, you know, you, you can start throwing a few more in there from, you know, Michigan, uh, Florida. I think uh, Mullen will get that thing righted back correctly. Auburn would have too to much, be in. Too much talent in the state of Florida for them not to be. Right, and, you know, did he throw in the Hurricanes? My question to you is, is this. Is LSU not in the top ten? They're not in the no. top five. Come on, even the most even the most dour LSU fan is not going to agree there. Are they in the top ten? No. You'd be hard pressed to put them in the top ten. Well, and I think there's more than just one reason for that. I mean, and I got a lot of heat the other day about, you know, I'm going to tell you something. Okay, so you miss on. I just want. And, and, I know people are going to correct me on this, and because I've gotten – even my own son is taking me to task on this. Is it a good thing that LSU players, so many good players, go early to the draft? Yes and no. Now tell me, after what happened with Sertain and, and Goodrich and all these guys, tell me right now losing Dante Jackson and Kevin Tolliver, Toby Weathersby, uh, Tommy Clapp, Geis and Key. Tell me how huge those losses are, more so than even losing Sertain, in my opinion. And that was a big loss. Yeah, you got three players that have done it. <laughs> last year, your your depth was razor thin on the offensive line. You addressed that in recruiting this year. You brought in two JUCOs that can feel pretty much are expected to fill those bills, okay? Now look at your secondary. You're waiting on a kid who may or may not be with the team next year, Christian Fulton, to even give you four quality DBs. Your depth has been has been shredded by defections, by early entrance into the NFL. Am I? I mean, I know you have players. You got you got a chance, Terry, where you co- you had 
Power Five kids coming to you. You didn't yeah. have Power well, it's Five a different kids ball game, leaving Jamie. Yeah. yeah, it's a different ball game for where I was at. If you're an NAI or Division Two and you're at the elite level, which we were, you have better players than half the Division One teams in America because the rules are different. The eligibility, the academic rules are different. The transfer rules are different. And so, you know, as much as, as, as people would pat you on the back about winning 30 games a year, and let me tell you something, that's not an easy task, all right? Uh, I don't care where you're at. Our rules were different. So was it easier for me to win 30 games a year than it is for ULM to win? Yes, absolutely. The rules are different. I don't make the rules. i got to go by the rules. Those kids needed us more than we needed them. And so if you're in a situation like LSU, uh, Auburn, Florida, at the elite levels, you've got to get elite-level players. Uh, you know, Mississippi State, we, we laugh and joke at Mississippi State and what Dan Mullins did there. Dan Mullins, if you go back and look at Mississippi State, Jamie, Mississippi State was good for one or two years. They'd be down for one or two years. They'd be pretty good for one or two years. They'd be down for one or two years. The reason being, Mississippi State's not having a ton of defections to the NFL. They're getting kids, and they're developing them through a four- to five-year period. Recruit JUCOs where you need to, because that's what type of school Mississippi State is. You're not right. going to have the, the, the five-star athletes there year in and year out like you're going to have at LSU, Alabama, Auburn, Florida, and Georgia. You're just not. And so you're getting those guys. And now all of a sudden they're 22 years old, 21, 22, 23 years old, and they're playing against the 19-year-olds. Uh, the talented 19-year-olds nonetheless, but they're able to beat them in a lot of cases. And so I think Dan Mullen understood the, the, the animal he had at Mississippi State, and I think that's what made him so successful. Now the, the script is completely flipped at Florida. Florida, you go after the best players in the country. If you just recruit Florida, you're in business. And so now you're going after all the five-star guys. And so it'll be interesting to see him adjust in that process because you're not going to be able to coach him for two, three, four years in a lot of cases. And you're seeing that with LSU. You're seeing it with Saban. Kentucky started it in basketball with Calipari. He gets guys for one year, and they're out. They're going to the NBA. He replaces those. That is not the norm. That is the exception rather than the rule. You take a program like a Wisconsin um, for example, in basketball, those kids are not going to the NBA draft after their first year. They're just not. So you can get some continuity. You can get some stability. You can do a lot more things with those guys. Look, I'm dealing with it here, coaching in high school basketball at the level I'm at. You know, there, there's a lot of things I want to do and want to teach them, but the fact is they didn't. They have no concept of what I want to do, so I've really got to just lower the levels and then try to, to, to teach them and bring them along same principle uh as you get a, a, a opposed to a team that's been together two to three years and now you're just keep adding on and adding on and adding on and you're still really good initially that's what you're dealing with uh in recruiting right now in, in college football well you are and of course you know you talk about mississippi state well you know mississippi state got two kids that were committed to lsu at one point in time Devonte jason and, and stephen gidry the wide receiver so but what have they done they came in and they've gotten – and I think you're going to see, you know, because of the success you've seen at, at Georgia with Kirby Smart. And, and, by the way, two of those kids that, that, that did flip to him late were Georgia natives, the kid that was committed to Michigan, the kid that was committed uh, to Alabama. Um, but taking care of your backyard is important. Now, is that the end-all and the do-all? I mean, 
can you get number one? You've you've addressed this in the past with me, Terry. Number one thing you got to worry about in Louisiana is is the kid eligible? Will you be able to keep him on your campus if he's a freshman? Will you be able to keep him three or four years? Will he get to be integrated into your system long enough where he will be uh, as productive as projected coming out of high school? Um, you know the culture you do create. How long do you are you going to be able to keep a kid in your system? To your point, Mississippi State and Dan Mullen proved that beyond a shadow of a doubt. Now, he did a lot with junior college players. I mean, Mississippi is known for their, and, and you know this, uh, a very rich, you can bring in four to six kids, seven kids every year out of junior college, and you can compete in the SEC immediately. You don't necessarily have, and I think I think you're right. I think a place like Mississippi State kind of gets a bad rap, and I'm not a state fan, but um, I really appreciate schools like that that can do seemingly more with less. Okay. Yeah, I mean, look, it's not their fault they're the SEC. They're cashing the checks. Dan Mullen had to figure out a way to compete. You can't go head-to-head with Alabama and beat them on players as a general rule. The Mississippi State cannot go head-to-head with LSU and beat them on players as a general rule. Um, so you've got to figure out creative ways. You've got to, you've got to turn over rocks, if you will. You've got to recruit. Everybody works hard at recruiting. Some are better at it than others. But at the end of the day, you are what your players are, and then you've got to coach them. And there's, you know, there's better recruiters than others. There's better coaches than others. But, you know, you've got to have a scheme, and you've got to have the players to execute that scheme. And if you're short at any of those areas, uh, the SEC West in particular will expose you like no one else. So, you know, it, it, it goes back to what are your expectations. And we hear the fans, you know, I promise you, the coaches could care. They're not going to say that in public. They could care less about the fans. I mean, they're going to play the game with you. Well, uh, Terry, they say that, and I think you're right, but they wouldn't even be addressing it. You know, like Orgeron wouldn't even be addressing it. I, don't, I don't, can't worry about what the fans think if they're not aware of it. I blame, oh, they're aware of it. Yeah, they got bigger problems. They can't control what the fans think. You know, Orgeron's clock is ticking. He gets smoked by, by Miami to start the game, to start the year next year. I mean, they, they will have the, uh, the peasants will be out with pitchforks and torches. Here's the sports talk, 97.7. Terry Walter, Jamie Fox, a couple text threes when I get back, and we will close it up. This segment brought to you by our friend, Dr. David Weber, North Monroe Animal Hospital. Go by and see him, folks. You'll be glad you did. Back in a minute. What I tell you about my friends at North Monroe Animal Hospital? Specializing in all medical and surgical care for small animals and even providing a boarding service. My friend, Dr. David Weber, and his staff are always my choice for my animals. It should be yours as well. Located conveniently at 4300 Sterlington Road, which is 165 North, you can reach out to them at 345-4545. That's 345-4545. Tell them you heard it here on 97.7 North Monroe Animal Clinic, the official animal care provider of Terry Waldrop and the Edge. Brennan Collision Center is now open. This is Steve Brennan. Our new body shop is now open and ready to take care of your repair needs. Our manager, Cheryl Thornhill, is well known in the area and her team of Paul Wills, Doc, Kevin Murray, and Joellen Simpson have decades of experience and a reputation second to none. We're open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, and our phone number is 251-4824. We'll get your car repaired quick and to your satisfaction. Give Cheryl a call. Brennan Collision Center, located next to Brennan Dodge on the service road in Ruston. The paper market will make you smile. Party products for your lifestyle. Everything you need to celebrate that special moment or holiday. 
any celebration will do. We're ready for you. Celebrate everything. We'll design it at the paper market. Celebrate everything. You can find it at the paper market. Hey, Mom. Just calling to remind you about Valentine's Day. Oh, I already got Jen a nice Valentine's gift at the paper market. Well, good, but don't forget all the other special people, the kids' teachers and your clients and... Oh, Mom, I don't have time Son, to... the paper market has beautiful candy and balloon bouquets that are ready to go. Well, that sounds easy. I'll pick up something for you, too. I don't want anything. Chocolate. What? Celebrate everything. You can find it at the paper market. You can never find the right gift for that special woman in your life? Here's the answer from Spa Nouvelle. It's Spa Nouvelle's Spa Day Escape. The Spa Day Escape includes a 90-minute luxurious massage, 90-minute red carpet facial treatment, and lunch. Get her a special gift from Spa Nouvelle. 1705 Lamy Lane in Monroe. Call Spa Nouvelle at 807-1060. That's 807-1060. <laughs> How does it feel? You're officially living on the edge. Hit Terry Waldrop up at 888-993-7762 and let him know. It's the edge with Terry Waldrop. And welcome back to Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Waldrop, Jamie Fox. Appreciate you spending part of your morning with us. Richie and Bienville. Orgeron should have done his best saving impersonation. Dancing with uh, Mama Sertain. Uh Yeah. Orgeron was dancing, all right. Uh, Ray, so you're not going to get every player you recruit. You recruit as many of the best players you can to make a difference who the coach is in any of the other conferences in college football. It's not going to matter at the end of the day until Nick Saban is out. Uh, recruited and teams get multiple national championships. He set the standard and the bar when nobody knows. Uh, he is the dean of college football right now. Hey, look, Dean Smith was riding high until the dude named Mike Krzyzewski watered into uh, to Raleigh-Durham right down the road. Everybody's going to fall at some point. The Roman Empire was rolling, then all of a sudden it wasn't. So at some point, well, it, Alabama was a dumpster fire when Nick Saban got there, as was LSU. LSU was a dumpster fire when they got there. So, yeah, at some point it will turn, but you got to make inroads where you can. Who um, was one to talk? Uh, I don't know if we have time to really talk about it today, but there was a kid yesterday that chose Florida and his yeah. mother wearing the Alabama shirt at his national signing day got up and left. <laughs> Dr. Yeah. Walter, how would you react to your mom leaving <laughs> after you chose the school on your signing day? I, I would have been embarrassed, Doc. Uh, the fact that the mom didn't know tells me a little bit because you had a couple uh, like onlookers back there, family members. Everybody had Alabama shirts on. And so it's a communication factor because, look, the coaches are working every one of those people back there. That's what you don't see, Jamie. The coaches have a relationship with every single member of that family. I promise you. And you're trying to surround that kid with everybody saying positive things about your program. Well, obviously, Florida had an inside deal. The kid flipped to Florida. Uh, mom gets up and leaves. Later came back and hugged her son, which was a good thing. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's embarrassing uh, if you're the young man. And, you know, at the end of the day, the kid has to go there, not the mom. And so I guess she can get discounts now on her Alabama shirt as he will be at Florida. There was somebody that had text. It was uh, it was Aaron and Jake's show. And I wanted to, and I, and I was just reading the text, and I wanted to address it briefly. We might get into this tomorrow. 
simply because I don't know how much time we're going to have. But uh, they made the statement, they, they text in, and it was 9-2. What, what role do you think a high school coach should have in play in getting his players, his talented players recruiting? Is that part of a coach's duty as a head coach in high school? I want to address that briefly because there are so many misconceptions about coaches. And, and I talk to parents every single year uh, that mean well, that, that want the best for their kids. They're not being recruited at the level the parent thinks they should be recruited. Folks, just because you're all-state or all-district doesn't mean you're a college player. Tom Brady was drafted in the sixth round in the NFL. You think people missed on him? And then you have other guys, Jabarcus Russell, who was the number pick, the one pick in the NFL draft. It was arguably the biggest bust in NFL history. It's not an exact science. But there are certain parameters that you're going to look for. For example, if I'm looking for a Division One SEC offensive lineman, there are certain weight, height, strength, speed characteristics that I'm going to look for as a coach. And whereas your kid that's 210 pounds, 225 pounds, 230 pounds, might be an all-state offensive lineman and a really, really good player in that state, does not necessarily mean he translates to an SEC level or Big 12 or, or what have you. But to the direct question uh, on high school coaches, Ed Orgeron, and I don't know Ed Orgeron if he walked in the door, Ed Orgeron should be on a first-name basis with every high school coach in the state of Louisiana that has players, that produces players. And I'll run them down for you if you want me to. Everybody from Rummel to Evangel to West Monroe to Washita to Neville, uh, you get down in South Louisiana, you know, Catholic, uh, Edna Carr. I mean, they go on and on and on. St. Aug, I mean, you, know, you get into Barb. Every one of these guys, they have relationships with. They're going to call and ask about these players. Hey, what do you think about Johnny? And they're going to have constant dialogue. The outliers, the people that rarely, if ever, have players, now all of a sudden they have a really, really good player that's MVP of the state or first-team all-state that, that they've not been known as a very good program or school for a long time. Those guys can sort of slip under the radar a little bit. A lot of it has to do with the level of play that you're at. Um, you know, if you're a, not that you can't have a very good Class A football player that ends up going to the NFL or, or LSU or Alabama, you can't. As a general rule, the higher the level of classification, the better the player is going to be, strictly because he's played against better competition. Uh, you've got more coaches, uh, things of that nature. It's not a hard and fast rule. So what is the head high school coach's job? The head high school coach's job, Jamie Fox, is to make your child the best player he can be in high school, the best person. I tell my guys all the time, and I firmly believe this, it's not about winning and losing basketball games. If I can do something or set you up to be a better husband, to be a better father 10 years, 15 years down, whatever down the line, that's what my job is. It's holding people accountable. It's holding people to a standard that other students are not willing or able to meet because playing athletics is a privilege. It's not a right at the high school level. So as the high school coach, and I see it all the time, I'll have people call me. They're mad at their high school coach because their kid is not being recruited at the level the parent does. Look, the parents, myself included, I'm a parent. 
of a kid that was a pretty decent small school, high school football player. But I'm also realistic enough, because I've been in this business for 30 years, to understand he's not a collegiate player. He's not a Division One or a Division Two player. Could he play Division Three somewhere? Yes. He does not want to, so I respect that. But just because you have certain accolades at certain levels uh, doesn't mean they translate to the next. I told you before, I don't know what it takes to win at LSU in basketball against Florida and Kentucky. I, I don't. I can tell you what it takes to compete in the district I'm in right now. I, I understand what it takes to win here. Uh, the people that are getting paid in those positions understand what it takes to win at their level. Or if they don't, they'll be out pretty quickly. And so is it the high school coach's job? No. I mean, what is the high school job supposed to send out? And a lot of them do, guys. They'll send out video clips. They'll send out dear occupant. You know, every year as a college coach in Texas and in Louisiana, because I used to know every basketball coach in the state of Louisiana, still know most of them in Texas in high school, in the AAU guys. I understand what I'm getting out of certain programs. You know, I'll throw that out here in Louisiana. Uh, if you get a kid out of West Monroe or Neville or, or, or wherever that might be, I sort of understand, and I think the programs do too, you understand generally what type of kid you're getting. Because they're not going to go through those successful programs with those guys that have been there for a long time and those highly, highly competitive regimented programs. And a turd generally is not going to make it. On occasion they do. Generally they're not going to make it. And so they're going to recruit those programs. It's not the coach's job in high school to promote the play. The coach's job in high school is to get your player as good as he can get as a high school junior or a high school senior. The coaches are going to call, and they're going to ask the head coach or the offensive coordinator, hey, man, tell me about this guy. What do you think about it? Well, his speed is this. He does this. What kind of guy is he? What kind of grace does he have? That's where the interaction comes. Uh, you know, there's nobody from, you know, ABC High School calling up Ed Orgeron yesterday going, hey, man, I got a linebacker. Nobody's recruiting, and I know he can play at LSU. And Ed says, great, bring him on. It doesn't work like this. Or these recruiting services. You know, these are the uh, 99% of these things are the biggest scams on the face of the earth. Hey, for $4,000, I'll make a video highlight our company of your child, and we're going to send it to everybody in the country, and you're going to get recruited. I can't speak to anything but football and basketball. But football and basketball have the largest recruiting budgets on earth for Division One colleges. And so they're not trolling, you know, Calipari is not trolling the Internet at 3 in the morning looking for point guards. Now, I tell you people that do, some Division Two and Division Threes that don't have that budget and they need the numbers for school, absolutely. Completely different story. Or some of the lower-budgeted sports. Soccer. You know, you take track, Jamie. I take track, and I know if I am Coach Malone at ULM, I know what a 100-meter person in the Sun Belt, I know what I have to have to compete. I know what my, my 800 guy has to run to compete for a championship. So I just look at numbers. It's, it's a lot more uh, uh, you know, objective at that, or subjective at that point. Hey, what's the numbers? Well, you know, the kid's running a 212-800. Well, he's not a college athlete then. Not at the Division One level. I need X number of points. You know, I, I need a minute and, you know, whatever it would be. Like, what, a minute 40, minute 45, somewhere in that area. I'm getting out of my area of expertise. But you get the idea. And so I would tell you, no, it's not the high school coach's job to do that. His job is to answer questions, is to help kids, kids uh, put packets together, and to sit him down and talk to him. They've got to be the best player they can be in high school. College will take care of itself. 
uh, if you get out. You know, is the summer important? Yes. Are grades important? Uh, critically. So that was a short answer to a long question. Uh, I hope that cleared a little bit of it up. I think got a bunch of text on it. Uh, I'm just giving you my perspective. I might be right. I might be wrong. But I'm giving you 25 years of doing that for a living. Uh, and, and I would tell you that most college coaches are probably going to tell you something very similar. Doug Peterson's dad knocking on the door to the office at, at NLU back in the day with his son. Guys, that is a great story, and it happened. That is, uh, you know, the once-in-a-lifetime deal, and you get lightning in a bottle. That is not a normal situation at all. At any rate, you've been listening to Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Walter, Jamie Fox, thanks to our sponsors today, Washtenaw Valley Federal Credit Union for sponsoring the text line. Uh, our friends at GB Cooley, reminding you to support a worthwhile cause, Louisiana Special Living. PowerWorks Gourmet Pizza by Design, Bobby Manning, attorney at law, and the man, the myth, the legend, Dr. David Weber, North Monroe Animal Hospital, simply the best pet care you're going to get, folks, anywhere in the free world. Go see them on US 165 North in Monroe, 318-345-4545. Jamie, I didn't mean to cut you off that diatribe. I wanted That's to get right. that in because I had several calls about it. We will get into this I'm, more tomorrow. I'm judging them all. Absolutely. You guys have a great day. Aloha, folks. See you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to The Edge with Terry Moore.